Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. We've been in this series, Grit, and we're really what we're doing is we're breaking down the, the word grit and really... Uh, we've been using each letter of grit. We said grit, uh, G was gratitude, R was resilience last week, and then this week I want to talk to you about the I, which is we want to talk about inspiration, and then next week we'll close down the series with tenacity, so excited about that. But really, we get the text for the whole series in James chapter 1, I'm really going to really harp on this today, this scripture. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, grit. Let perseverance, let grit finish its work so that you, you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let it, let it, be, let it, let it be working in you. Let the perseverance, the grit, uh, finish its work so that you can become mature and complete, not lacking anything. And the term grit, a lot of people use it. Some people do, some people don't. But the term grit really means this undetermined, this, uh, I mean, th- this undeterred, excuse me, this undeterred, this uh, uh, determination that says, no matter what I face, no matter what confrontation is, I'm going to continue to remain determined in my life. And so we believe, I believe from the scripture and what we can see, the scripture says, let, let your faith produce perseverance. This perseverance is grit. And then it will create this, this finished work, this maturity, this, this completion in your, our hearts, this, this concept of not lacking anything. What does this show us? I believe it shows us that grit is really the ingredients to growth, that God desires for us to continue to grow. And I believe we all do continue to desire to grow in our own selves as well, with God and just in natural life as well. And how do we do that? With grit. You'll never find someone that is great at what they do without grit. You'll never find someone that is great at what they do without grit, this, this perseverance, this grit that says whatever it takes, and we'll be talking more about that next week. But I'm excited to talk to you today about inspiration because I believe this. I think it's very, very difficult to really have grit, perseverance, endurance to, without being inspired without inspiration in our hearts. And it's not something that we talk about a lot as far as in, in the church world being inspired and inspiration, but I want to talk to you about it because I believe that inspiration really helps us continue to do and believe and live the way God has called us to live. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, the scripture says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne. Looking unto Jesus, the finisher of our faith. It says, the the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The joy that was set before him, inspiration. The inspiration was this joy that was set before him. What was that inspiration? Relationship with you and I. Because of this inspiration, he endured. He persevered through the process of the cross, which we know was a, was a major, major process in, of endurance and perseverance. I, I wrote this down as far as really what does it look like as far as inspiration. I put this. Inspiration is just allowing us the ability to see beyond today. Inspiration is the ability to allow us to see beyond today. It's I know that I'm walking through pain or I know I'm walking through situations or I know I'm believing for something, but I'm inspired because I can see beyond what I'm walking through in this moment for something greater that God has for me. 
In, in, in Proverbs chapter 29 in verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there's no inspiration, where there's no vision, where there's no purpose, people perish. And it's, it's so important. And I believe we live in a culture and a society, y'all know this, that lives for today. We live in a society and a culture that literally lives today. There is no vision for tomorrow. It's whatever you feel in the moment, whatever you're walking through, whatever you have going on right now, that's most important. But inspiration, I believe, says this. I'm willing to lay aside the way I feel today because I understand God has something for me tomorrow. I'm willing to lay something down. I'm willing to let it go. I'm willing to walk through it, whatever it may be, because I understand God has something greater in my future. And so it's, it's important. And we can't see, if we can't see tomorrow, what happens is we end up getting caught up in the traps of today. If we can't see tomorrow, we can't see what God has for us, we can get trapped in the frustrations of, of the nine to five job of the person at the, at the cooler that's talking noise about you and you want to just, mm, you know what I'm saying? We can get caught up in the drama of what's happening in the school or the, the, the dorm rooms or the neighborhoods or whatever it is. If we're not inspired and know that God has something greater for us in the future. If I can't see tomorrow, I make decisions solely based on how I feel today. If you're trying to, if you're trying to work out, something so simple is, is maybe you're trying to gain muscle. You have to be inspired to see yourself growing in your, in your natural physical body. And so you put you in the gym. From being inspired to see yourself growing, you get, you get in the gym and you work out and you lift weights. And if you really want to, if you want to exercise, you start to run. Oh my gosh, you got to be real inspired to run. Come on, somebody. That is of the, the, I believe cardio is of the devil, okay? I'm just saying it. But if maybe you're trying to lose weight, again, we're just talking naturally here about how we can be inspired naturally. It, we want to lose weight. Well, I can see myself, okay, I want to lose weight, so I'm inspired to lose weight. So now I'll, I'll put aside the desire for the cookie. Because I know that I desire, I see, a, I'm inspired to see beyond the moment of, man, I really want that cookie. Come on, somebody. And if we're really inspired, we won't even buy the cookies. We think inspiration is opening the refrigerator or opening the cupboard and saying, no, that's not inspiration. Inspiration is I know that I'll, I'm, I'm going to keep myself even away from the temptation. Come on, somebody. And so it's so important that we understand, really, this is what it is. It's this concept of, okay, if I desire to, to, to do and be who God has called me to be, then I have to have this inspiration in me that's willing to say I'm willing to sacrifice today because I can see a greater tomorrow. Make sense? So I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about how do we really do this and how do we really live this life today. In Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19, it says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness, in the rivers, in the desert. Jesus said, God is speaking in Isaiah. He says, I, hey, I, I'm making a new, a new way. A new thing. I want you to be inspired. There's a new, there can be a new version of what's happening in your life, a new version of what you're walking through. I'm, I'm doing a new thing. In James chapter one and verse two, we just read it. It says, consider it pure joy. Be inspired. Consider it joy. My brothers and sisters, when you face many trials of many cons, whenever you face trials of many cons, here's the first thought on inspiration. One, we have to be a people that get inspired. We have to get inspired. And I love this. In Isaiah, God says, I want, you to, I want you to know I'm doing a new thing in your life. 
What does that look like? I, I, I want to say this. I think that oftentimes, if we're not careful, we can get inspired by natural desires when God is wanting us to seek him and first understand what does he desire for us to be inspired with. Godly inspiration comes from God. I know it's so simplistic, but godly inspiration comes from God. And here's what we know. I see it all throughout the scriptures. We look at Moses, who is a nobody, who is a shepherd, who had been tossed aside. And God meets him in a, in a bush, and he starts to speak to him through a bush. And he says, I want to I I deliver all of the Israelites from the Egyptians. And so here's what I'm going to do. I want to use you. And he's inspiring Moses. And Moses actually is like, hey, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. And God's like, exactly, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that don't feel like they're good enough. They're filled with pride. I'm looking for somebody that says, God, I want you to inspire me. And through being obedient to you, you do what you only you can do in my life. We look at people in the scripture like Abraham and Sarah who were unable to have children and God meets them and he inspires them. And we see Joseph, he has these dreams. All throughout the scripture, we see how God meets with people and he inspires them. And for us, we have to know that, that oftentimes what we can do is we can look at someone else, which isn't bad, but we can look at someone else and we can see what they're doing and we can think, well, that's how I get inspired by what you do. But we got to be careful of that because then we can get into what we talked about with week one. We can get into comparing ourselves to one another. And God wants us to get alone with him. Here's what I know. Inspiration comes in private with God long before it comes in the public eye. Inspiration comes in the private eye. Here's what we want to do. We live in a culture and a society that it wants to be seen and wants to be heard and we get a good idea or we have a good word from God and the first thing we want to do is go online and, and share it with the world. Well, God may want to be doing something in your heart and our hearts first before we share it with the world because if we're not careful, we can share it with the world and they slap it down and then we lose inspiration. You may get a good business idea from God. You get on and you want to share it with your friends. And so you go to work. You're like, man, God gave me this great idea. I want to build a dot, 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 dot. And they're like, you? I don't think so. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I just, I was praying and God dropped it in my heart. And so I just want to see, I want to kind of navigate what it would look like. You, not so much. And so here's what we have to understand. We have to get with God. This is why a relationship with him and walking with him and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us is so vital because it allows him to begin to create the inspiration and his voice to be louder than others' voices. When I first got into ministry many, many years ago now, almost 20 years ago, I, I, I went to a school, a ministry school, and I, I was telling all my family, and I'll never forget my, my aunt calls and this is when we had house phones, praise God, it was so long ago. We had house phones, and y'all know, you know what I'm saying, I'm that old, you know what I'm saying? And so we had house phones, and so my aunt calls the house line, somebody answered it, and she said, I need to talk to Jordan, and so she's, she gets, I get on the phone, and she's laughing on the phone, I'm like, why are you laughing? She's like, oh my gosh, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen and heard, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, it's the funniest thing, I, I just can't stop laughing, she's hysterically laughing, I said, well, what? She's like, I just heard you want to go into ministry, that's hilarious. I don't get it. Why? She's like, out of the, everybody in the entire family, you're the last one I would have felt would do it. <laughs> here's the thing. If we're not careful, and again, nothing against my aunt, but here's the thing. If we're not careful, we can get so caught up in what other people's voices are saying that we can lose inspiration by others' thoughts. 
when God is the one trying to do something in our hearts and maybe even doing something in our lives and even causing us and having us to create something or do something that goes beyond what others can imagine. But if we seek him first, he's the one that will inspire us to do what only he's called us to do. It comes from him. And I believe this as we, as we walk with him in private. Here's what happens. Inspiration then starts and it creates this fruit, this overflow of faithfulness. Inspiration, the fruit of inspiration is faithfulness. You'll never see the results of your inspiration without this middle ground called consistency. There's this gap of, of, of losing weight and where we are, or gaining weight and where we are, or being more like Christ and then where we are, G- getting in our word more than we are, re- reaching the dreams that he has for us and where we are. There's this large gap in between it, and it's called consistency and faithfulness. But here's what happens. Oftentimes in that, in that time period from when we, we get the inspiration or hear the inspiration or receive the inspiration to where we receive the result, now there's all this time where we start to get deflated or we start to think, oh, maybe it's not us, maybe it's not God. And next thing you know, we can lose the inspiration God has called us to. And that's why getting with him daily is so important because he can renew that inspiration in all of us. Maybe you've been called from a young age to maybe be in ministry or maybe to, to be a missionary or maybe to do certain things and through the consistency of your life, you've lost that inspiration. Well, maybe it's because we've not sought God enough to allow him to continue to create that inspiration in our lives. Maybe you have a business idea. You've always wanted to be a business leader and you've always wanted to own your own business. I don't know what it could be. What I'm saying is this, if we're not careful and we don't seek him, we lose the inspiration. Why? Because he is the one that brings godly inspiration. The things of this world do not want us. Culture does not want us to be the people that God has called us to be. And so the culture is set up to cause us to lose the inspiration of God. The culture is set up for us to be inspired for the wrong things. I'm not going to go there. Okay, let's keep going. And there's different areas of, and we're talking about getting inspired, there's different areas inspiration that can cause us, if we're not careful, can cause us to, to, to lose inspiration. I, put th- I wrote three different things now. One is fear. Fear can cause us to lose inspiration. Two different types of fear that I, I, I wrote down. One, it's the ex- external fear, and two, the internal feel, fear. Excuse me. External, external fear is this fear of, I look around and I say, this might not work. I might not have the resources. I might not have the abilities. I look around, it's this external field. It's, 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 it's out of my control. And so because it's out of my control, this uncertainty, and because it's uncertainty, young people, you're getting out of college or you're, you're dreaming about something in your life or even us older folks, we're dreaming about something and it's this uncertainty. Oh, well, what if it doesn't work? What if it's not supposed to be? And, and so now, because of that, now I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna lose this inspiration because I have this, this nervousness about this uncertainty of what it could be. Well, here's the thing. We are to live in an uncertain world because here's what happens. If we live uncertain, that means we're trusting in someone who is certain. If I'm certain in my own self, now I'm not depending on God, I'm depending on me. No? Okay. Uncertainty. That's the external. Then there's this internal, and that's insecurity. 
And that is the things that now try to control me. See, uncertainty, it's these things I can't control. It's this fear of I can't control it. It's uncertain. I don't know what the results will be. I don't know what the outcome will be. I don't know what it's going to look like. I, I, it's uncertain. So I'm, I have this fear to where I can't really be inspired the way God wants me to be and step out the way he's called me to be. Or there's this insecurity, and that is now I look inward, and this insecurity tries to control us from being who God has called us to be. And so now it's like I don't have these abilities, and I don't have, I don't have this uh, opportunity, and I, I, don't, I don't have the, the giftings, and I don't, I, I don't have the education that I'm for And I, I didn't go to business school or I didn't do all these things. And so now I can't be inspired. I didn't go to ministry school. And so now I can't, I can't share my faith the way God wants me. No, no. And it's all these insecurities will try to control us from living out the way God has called us to live. Uncertainty and insecurity. Fears. Then there's failures. Failure can cause us to not be inspired. The failure of our past, of where we look back and we say, we tried that. We tried to live free. I've been inspired before that I could live free and I've read the scripture and I've seen God say in the word that he frees me and I, the spirit of the Lord is one that frees. And I've read that and I, I, I've tried and I've prayed and, and so I've been inspired before. But from my failures, from my past, I've just fallen back into it. Now I've lost inspiration to try to live free. Now I'm just saying this is just who I am. It's just my, it's my personality. It's just, it's just my needs. And because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I'm not inspired anymore. Because here's what happens. If the enemy can attack our inspiration, we, he won't even have to attack our consistency. Our inspiration will die down and we'll kill our own consistency because we're not inspired. Oh, I've tried with my marriage. No, I've tried with being a good parent. I've, I've worked and I've tried, I've tried to teach him the right things. And maybe you have a teenager in the room and I've tried to, I've been working and I'm, I'm I just, it's just not working. It just doesn't have, and you're losing inspiration. Hear me. I, I'm just telling you, I, this happens. If we're not careful, we can look at failures or past mistakes that we may have made and we can cause us to lose the inspiration when God is saying, no, don't allow your failures to, to define you. Just continue to serve him and walk with him and let him be the one that takes care of the needs that we have in our lives. Our past failures or the failures of the future. I may not make it. I may not be, I may, I may mess up. I, I may not be good enough. I, I may fall. I'm in, uh, I, I'm, my business may collapse. In the end, here's what it is that we have to be careful of, that we oftentimes base our inspiration on, on success and what we think success is in our own minds. Success is not necessarily, hear me, success is not necessarily, and inspiration isn't necessarily based on what we see it should or should not be. Success is actually based on, for us, inspiration should be on I'm just walking in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Because now I'm gonna put the results in the Holy Spirit's hands. I'm just going to walk in obedience in what he's asked me to do. And now this is what inspires me, not a result, but a walking with him. I want to show it to you in the scripture. Let me read it to you. Read, uh, 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 James, uh, Romans chapter two and verse three. We can rejoice. Romans chapter three, excuse me, in verse three. We can rejoice too. We run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confidence, our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will lead, not lead to disappointment. Check this out. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. 
It says we run into problems and trials. We know that it helps us develop endurance, grit, and endurance develops strength of character and character strength and confidence of hope. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. This hope is how we know how dearly God loves us and because he has given us his Holy Spirit. It doesn't say we have this confident hope because we'll see all the things that we think we deserve or the things we think are successful. No, we have this confident hope because we know the Holy Spirit fills our hearts. He walks with us. He guides us and leads us. And if we're not careful, hear me, if we're not careful, we can think success is this concept of what I think it should or should not be. And if I don't reach that, now here's what happens. It goes to my third thought. It then leads to frustration. It's three different things. It's fears that can cause us to, to lose inspiration. It's failures and it's frustrations. And here's what's interesting about frustrations. Oftentimes we get frustrated because it's not the way we think it should be or the way it, sh it should look. Your marriage, you may get frustrated with your marriage because you, you, your wife or your husband is not responding the way that you feel like they should respond. Your job, your workplace, you may get frustrated in your work because it's not the way you thought it would be or it's not the way that you would want it to be. It's not the way that you, it looks, the way you want it to look. Excuse me. It may be your church where you get frustrated with your church because it's not doing the things that you think it should do. The people aren't responding or doing the things or, or the messages aren't, whatever it may be. And we get frustrated because we, the expectation of what we think it should be can cause us to then now, what we do is, it causes us to lose inspiration in that area because we're allowing the frustrations to lead. Does that make sense? And so what's happened, here's what happens, here's what happens. So at our workplace, I talk to people all the time. In their workplace, they, now they're frustrated to the point of where they want to give up or quit and find something else because they've allowed the frustrations to, to, to cause them to lead in the purpose of why they're doing things when we should be inspired that God has allowed us to be a part of this company and maybe he wants to use us for a greater purpose than what we're doing just with our hands. So important that we understand it. Now, does that mean you can't quit and get another job? That's not what I'm saying. Hear my heart. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is oftentimes we can allow frustrations to lead. And here's what happens. I don't want my life. I don't want to be, I don't want to be inspired by frustration. I want to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. So vital that we understand this. That oftentimes we can see it and think it's supposed to be a way and it can cause these frustrations in our lives, this adversity in our lives. And I, I, I love this because in the scripture in James chapter one and verse two, it says this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Check this out. Because you, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The testing of your faith. The testing of your faith. Count it all joy. Get inspired. Because your faith has been tested. Now, most of the time, natural myself included, we don't get necessarily inspired by being tested. It's not a, it's not a first reaction. We're not, we, something happens at work, and the first thing you, we do is oftentimes not, man, I'm so inspired God is doing this in my heart. Most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, the, the testing of our faith will stress us out. 
It'll cause us to be stressed or cause us to be anxious. And I love it because it's this concept of, of, of understanding, okay, the enemy's trying to frustrate me, but here's what's great. What's great. If there is testing going on in our lives, we should be inspired. Why? Because I know that God sees more in me than I see in myself. God sees more in me than I see in myself. And so he's allowing these frustrational moments, this, this, this testing in my life. And so I'm gonna be inspired, why? Because I know God sees more in me now and he sees a greater future for me in the future. But I have to be willing to be okay with the testing happening and have some grit and say, I'm going to go beyond just the moment and how I feel and what I see. I'm going to be inspired and know, okay, God's got me. And so I'm going to continue to do what God's called me to do here. I'm going to be consistent and faithful. And then from there, I know when God's timing is right, he's going to continue to do what he's always done, and that's take care of me. Don't allow the frustrations of our lives, of your lives, of the routine to cause you to lose inspiration in your life. I just read it a moment ago in Romans chapter three and verse three. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that it helps us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength and character and character strength, uh, strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappoint for we know that how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. My second thought as far as is to get inspired, but then two, we have to understand confidence builds, uh, excuse me, inspiration builds confidence. It's let's get confident. Let's, excuse me. Let's get inspired. Why? Because inspiration builds confidence in our lives. I love this because he says we run into problems. He says, but we don't just run into problems. We know that it helps us develop our endurance. It develops us. See, don't allow the problems of today to cause you to miss the promises of tomorrow. Don't allow the promises. Don't allow the promises that are in our lives today. The problems, excuse me, the problems in our lives today. The things you're struggling with, the things you're believing for, the things you're hoping for, the things you don't, you don't understand why, you don't know what's happening. You can't see the future and what it should look like and what it will look like. Don't allow that to cause you to miss the, the inspiration of seeing tomorrow and knowing God's got you. I love it. It says being confident and hope. Inspiration builds confidence. I was thinking of this message as um, uh, I was, I'm going to close whoever the keyboard person is. I'm supposed to have like seven, I have like 17 more points, but I don't have time. So that's cool. But I was thinking of this message and I, I couldn't help but think about how God sent Ashley and I uh, to Tallahassee. For the, many of you know our story. We, we're not from here. We never thought we would live here. We never thought about moving to Tallahassee and God kind of orchestrated the whole deal and couldn't help but think of how it's really how it works. He inspires us. We get alone with him and he inspires us to do something. And then we had to go through some trials. We had to go through some hard times. We had to, we had to fig, figure some things out. And we had three years of us praying. It wasn't like I was inspired. See, this is also for young people. It wasn't like I was inspired and I heard God. And then the next day I was like, I'm quitting my job. Pray, bless God. He's going to take care of me. No, then for three years we prayed and we sought wisdom from counsel, many, much counsel. And then what happened was, after three years of praying and seeking God, we made the decision to move here. And then it wasn't all of a sudden where it was just like this, boom, okay, now God just took care of everything. No, then there were six, seven, eight months where we really didn't know anyone. We were working to try to get to know people and working, telling people, hey, want to come to church? And they're like, where? We're like, we don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? But I know this. That God had inspired our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so we saw something 
And we're continuing to see what God is continuing to ask us to do in the future. But we saw something, and so it caused us to continue to remain faithful, even though we didn't see it in the moment. And I don't know where you are in your life. I really don't. I don't know what the dreams may be in your heart that God may have placed there years ago, or maybe not even yet. Maybe you're still praying for that dream. But I do know this. I know that we serve a God who desires to godly inspire all of us. I don't care if you're 75 years old. I don't care if you're 85 years old. Your time's not over. The best is yet to, to come. So that means that God wants to inspire you for your future, for today and tomorrow. So there's three different confidence. I was praying over this. I was thinking about this. There's three different things. And I'm going to close, I promise, in just a minute. But there's three different things that really will try to attack our confidence. And I wanted to talk to you about these three things. The first thing is the lack of support. The lack of support. When you have people around you and you start to share, I'm just telling you my story for a minute, and you start to share the dreams in your heart, and people, I don't know, or maybe, or are you sure? The very first person I ever met with here in this city, I met with, and I told him the story, I told him my heart, told him how God sent us, and the very first thing he said, he said, I just don't know if we need any more churches in this city. There are a lot of churches. Maybe you should go somewhere else. And he was being nice. He wasn't being mean. He was just, it was just a, he was just telling me the truth. And we do have a lot of churches in Tallahassee. Y'all know that. My God, they're on every corner. Come on, somebody. But it's the lack of support, the lack of people are, that, that believe in you. That are saying, hey, I see something in you that's greater than what you see in yourself. And you need those people around you. I'm telling you, you need this. I don't care how old you are, you need those people around you. That somebody can say, I see that God can help you. And I'm not just talking about just natural things. God, I see that God's, that you can be greater in your, your marriage. And I see that you can be greater in your relationship with God. And I see that you can be greater. And we need these type of people around us that believe in us, that don't, don't just push us aside because we've always failed, but says, hey, you know, I, I got you. I want to support you. Emotionally, mentally, financially even. I want to be a person that supports people's dreams. Young people and old people that have ideas. Listen, if I can support it, let's do it. I'll never forget, many of you know this story. We, were, we, were, we went through this ministry training, uh, uh, church planning, uh, uh, what's it called? Like uh, school stuff. Uh, I don't know. And we went through this training and they all said, everybody's saying, listen, you need to raise at least $200,000 before you ever say a word. You need to raise at least $200,000. You need to raise at least $200,000. You got to raise at least $200,000. Some would say $400,000. You need to raise at least $200,000. Now, I, now, I don't know where you're at financially, but $200,000 is a lot of money for, 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 for $200,000 is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And so they would tell me, and they would look across and like, man, like you need at least 200 grand, 200 grand. How much do you have in the bank? 200 grand. How much do you need 200 grand? And so it was like this, huh? Ah, 200 grand. Oh, I just, uh, Jesus said, don't even bring a bag with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's the Bible? <laughs> I'm just joking, obviously. And they know, let me tell you something, something. Again, they weren't just saying this because they're saying you need a bunch of money. They know what it takes, the, the, the cost that it takes to try to even get something just to, to buy these lights. My God, these lights are expensive. They said, you need to lose $200,000. So, okay. We're like, okay, we're going to pray. God, we don't have any money, so God, whatever you want. 
I'll never forget, I'm deflated, I'm wondering it, I'm, what's happening. Many of you know this story, I've told this story before. We get on this golf course and I'm golfing. Of course, you know, when you want to relieve stress, go golf. Not, okay, good. So Asher and I, we, we're in this cart and they pair us with somebody and I'm frustrated that they pair us with somebody now. Now I got to go at somebody else's pace and I just wanted to hack the ball. Now I got to actually try and... I'll never forget, we start sharing stories. And let me say, this brother, well, I'm just going to say it this way. This brother was, he, 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 he wasn't a Sunday morning goer. Let's put it that way. That brother was, he was cranking them back. You know what I'm saying? His balls looked straight and they weren't. You know what I'm saying? He was using words that you would not use on a Sunday morning. Praise God. And he's, he's, he's just going, him and, him and his, his, his spouse, and they're, just, they're talking, and we're just talking, t- chatting, and about whole 13, 14, he says, man, what do you do? And I said, actually, I don't have a job right now. And he's like, whoa, okay, well, what do you, I said, actually, I just, I just got, I just gave up my job, and I'm, I'm actually moving to Tallahassee, Florida to start a church. This is right before we moved. Literally, actually, believe it or not, this was this week, five years ago, happened. Five years ago this week. And, uh, He's like, as we start a church, he's like, man, he's like, really? He's like, man, that's a great thing you're doing, man. He's like, yeah, man, cool. Uh, I used to go to church. You know, he starts changing his tune. So, yes, sir. I said, it feels like, I said, honestly, it's just something I feel like God's asked us to do. So we're just going to do it. He's like, oh, well, oh, you know people out there? No, no, sir, not really. Oh, you got like family out there? No, sir. Just feeling like God's, God's asking us to do. So we're going to do it. I said, man, that, that's, that's cool, man. And we just kept playing, and hole 18, we finish, and I'm, we're just about to drive off. And the guy says, hey, hey, come over here, come over here, come over here. So we drive over there, and he says, hey, man, he says, I, I just want you to know. He's like, I don't know what it is. He's like, I just said something in my heart told me. Uh, to, and he pulls out his wallet. And he, he says, I want to give you this $100. And this $100 bill, this is, exact, this is the same bill. And many of you know this story. But let me tell you something. This bill, and I, I, might, I might tear up a little bit. But this $100 means so much more than the value of $100. Because it was like, even though I had no idea where it was going to come from, some random dude God puts on his heart that doesn't even, doesn't even go to church, God puts on his heart and says, I want you to bless this dude. And it was like this sign for me that God was saying, I got you. And I want you to know, I don't know what it is you're dreaming of, and I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you this. There's a God that's so much bigger than the things we think we lack. But it's our, it's our responsibility to be faithful and continue to be inspired even when we don't see it. To trust them even when we don't know how it's going to happen. So it's this lack of support. Second thing is the lack of options. Just talking very quickly. I had Brandon come up here way too early. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> the lack of support. And this, this is the thought of there's the lack of support and the lack of options. And the lack of options is this. Can't see it happen. I remember moving here. True story. You got to have somewhere to meet. And we couldn't find anywhere to meet. 
movie theaters and high schools and people were trying to charge way too much for rent. And it was like, we were completely out of options. And it was like almost to where it was like, okay, God, is this really what you want me to do? Because I don't see any way, I don't see any possibility. This is how, it, I don't know what you're gonna do. God showed up, God opened the door for us to meet in the high school. Y'all know our story, but I'll tell you this, the same thing with you guys. It's so important you understand this. You may have this concept of this, there's no other options. I've been working this nine to five for this long and I've, I've had this dream in my heart, but I just don't have the time. And, and so I just don't, and so I have no other options. So it's just never gonna happen. Let me just encourage you, continue to be inspired in seeking God. Why? Because God always makes a way where there seems to be no way. We don't have to be the one to open the door. We just have to be the one to trust that he knows which door he's going to open. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm telling you, I want to inspire you today. I want to motivate you today because I'm telling you, we can live in this concept of where it's just like, oh, this is just my life and it's just the way it's always been, this way it's always going to be. No, I believe God has placed dreams in your heart that maybe you don't even know are there yet or maybe they've died. I want to inspire you to say, hey, I know that I serve a God who's greater than what I see. There may not be options right now. There, don't, there doesn't need to be options right now. Why? Because he just wants you to trust him today. Inspiration, it's this concept of I can see past this moment for a greater future. The lack of options. Third, the lack of access. These are the three confidence killers. The lack of support, the lack of options, and the lack of access. And this concept of I don't have the connections. There's no way I could do this. I don't have the connections to do this. I don't, have, I don't have the relationships to do this. And again, it reminds me of our story. We came here, we knew three college students. We knew no one. We had no idea. And again, I'm not saying we're these super successful people. That's not what I'm saying. My God, no, that's not what I'm saying. If you think that I'm saying up here, like, come look at me. No, God, no, help, no, no, please, no. What I'm saying is this. I've seen this as I look back on my life in just the short five years we've been here. I've seen how God has come through if we just remain inspired and faithful to him. And so it may be something in your life where you say, I don't have the relationship, connect, relational connections to, to be able to own that business or to be in real estate or to buy a, a second home or, or to, do, to be in that, that, that area of expertise or whatever it may be. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I do know this, that God is the one that begins to orchestrate relationships. All we have to do is be faithful and then also be kind. We can sometimes miss the very connections God is trying to make with us for something in the future, but because we're so frustrated with today, we can be mean to someone and miss the connection he's trying to create in our lives. You never know who God is connecting you with today for the future. There's, a, there, there's a, 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 a guy in our church that literally, he met someone in his work, he was in the airport. And he had his, his work shirt on. It's a corporation. He had his work shirt on. And one of the big CEOs of the corporation, nationwide corporation, sees the shirt. And he just goes over and starts talking to him and says, oh, you work for this company? He said, yeah. And he says, so do I. He didn't tell him who he was. He just said, I worked for him too. And they, they got phone numbers. And next thing you know, they talked a couple times throughout the years. And four years later, four years later, the guy calls him. And he says, hey, I know your wife is exactly what we need for this position. 
The wife had been looking for a job. Not only was it a, a new job, it was a promotion from what she had had. Here's what I know. We never know. It was four years later. We never know who God is trying to connect us with. We just have to be faithful and we have to be kind. My God. If the church people can't be kind, who does? I just want to inspire you today. Because I'm telling you, you'll never last without inspiration. You won't. We won't even last as Christians without inspiration. The world's too difficult. And there's too much sin and there's too much. We will never last if we don't faithful enough to say, okay, it's getting with God. And yes, I want to be in relationship with him, of course. But as I'm in relationship with him, he begins to inspire me in a way could never be inspired. Maybe you're single in the room and you've been saying, I don't know where, what's my option, what my chance. I look around the pool and the pool is real slim and it ain't nobody my style and ain't nobody my, I, I don't, I, God just got me going to be single forever. No, I just want to inspire you that the pool is much larger in God's kingdom. Come on, somebody. And all the single folks said, amen. You're going to get you a Holy Ghost, honey. Come on, somebody. Well... He's preaching today. Brandon, we love you. Want to inspire you today. Let's be a people that don't get just caught up in the moments and the problems and the issues and the struggles of today. Let's be a people that understand and know we serve a God who is so much greater it's so much bigger. Oh, I don't know what, the world's looking pretty tough. I've had people tell me like, oh man, I'd hate to raise kids when I was, if I was you. And nowadays, we're, whoo, I'm glad my kids are older. Whoo. Well, no, that doesn't give me confidence. Here's what I know. I serve a God bigger than what the world's doing in this moment in today's age. I'm going to remain inspired. Why? Not because of what I see, but because of who I know. And I know a God greater than anything that we face on this planet. I want to inspire you today. Let's be, a, let's be a people that walk out and live so close with the Holy Spirit that we allow him to continue to inspire us every day for the rest of our lives. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you so much.